Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to the Ilm Feed podcast. I'm your host, Shabir Hassan, and uh, we are back with another episode, another one, of course, remote from our homes. Uh, and we have a very, very special guest with us today. I believe uh, he is the first guest joining us from South Africa, actually. We've had guests from US and Canada and Zimbabwe even. Uh, but South Africa is the first one. He's putting South Africa on the map, mashallah. Uh, and uh, you would all know him for his nasheeds. Perhaps many of you growing up were listening to his nasheeds. Uh, it gives me great pleasure to welcome Brother Zain Bika to the show. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Wa alaikum salam, Shabir. Thank you so much for having me on the show. And I didn't realize that, subhanAllah. So now it puts a lot more pressure on me to represent <laughs> South Africa a lot better, inshallah. No pressure at all. But no, thank you so much for joining us and for taking your time out to join, uh, which we were just talking about. This is perhaps your first ever, you know, podcast appearance, which is a uh, yeah, this is for you know, you, right? As I'm as I'm getting older, I feel more and more out of the, <laughs> out of the loop with technology, but. You know, any medium that I guess is available to us that helps us connect, uh, you know, especially this year has been quite difficult with COVID. Yeah. So thank you. I really appreciate you reaching out to me and inshallah for, for this opportunity. Inshallah. Yeah, we're definitely going to come to uh, some discussions about social media, actually. Uh, this is one of the things that I wanted to speak to you about just with your journey as an artist. So we will come to that. Um, I guess before that, firstly, how's everything in South Africa? Well, you know, we in the Southern Hemisphere, so we directly opposite you guys. So it's going yeah. into our summer. And um, I think that's the one reason that we, you know, as South Africans, we felt that perhaps, inshallah, uh, we may not be as affected with like a huge second wave of COVID because we're going into mm. our summer. And But it looks like it's coming. Like, uh, I think we've generally been a few weeks behind the UK with the evolution of this um, pandemic. Okay. And uh, you guys went into a second lockdown and, you know, we, 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 our numbers are increasing. So we just make dua that we, you know, we're safe and everything is okay. But yeah, uh, yeah Alhamdulillah, I've been doing okay. I've had a bit of a personal um, injury. So I hurt my knee oh. and I've had to go for a small operation. But Alhamdulillah, I'm doing okay. I got used to the crutches yeah. and I, it, it, it was a very humbling experience. I must admit, you know, just being incapacitated for a few weeks. But it just makes you realize, you know, we have so much to be thankful for under normal circumstances when we're healthy, that we, d we only realize it when we don't have it. And that's the sad part. Yeah, exactly. No, that's such a good point. You know, I remember actually, I, I was speaking to a brother um, a few years back. He, he, he's also, uh, you know, he also does nasheeds. And I was saying, you know, subhanAllah, like you as artists, you know, the one thing that you're constantly using is your voice, right? And you're pretty much relying on that one blessing right one faculty that Allah has given you to perform and to spread this 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 message and then someone like myself for example I spend a lot of time hosting I spend a lot of time teaching you know so again I'm using my voice and the moment I, I said to him like the moment something happens you got that sore throat Allah just takes that away he, he doesn't take it away but it's just you know there's there's a like kind of like soreness or problem that's it everything you feel like comes to an end so subhanAllah I feel like maybe perhaps it's the same with yourself as an artist, like you're relying on like Allah just keeping us healthy so that you can continue doing what you do, right? Yeah, and it's, it's such a good point because someone told me when I went for this operation, they said, uh, you know, uh, what's the saying? It says, um, 
uh, health is a, is a crown. Mm. It's a blessing. It's a crown that the, that the young wear, but only the older, ill people can see. Yeah. You know? yeah. Subhanallah. So you only appreciate it when, when it's not there. And, and you're absolutely right. I think as artists, I mean, even myself over the years, I've had, I have lost my voice a few times. Mm. And when that happens, it's just a reminder that I did not earn this gift. Yeah. I, did not, I did nothing for it. I, it's like how we are born. Allah has given us different traits and qualities. And I didn't earn this. So it's a, it's a, it's a blessing. But inshallah, it's about how we use that blessing that defines us, you know. Inshallah. But you're right. When it gets taken away, it's a huge yeah. reminder. Subhanallah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was going to ask, right. So with, subhanallah, like with this global pandemic, okay, um, with someone like yourself, busy schedule, and you are used to traveling, you are used to performing in different cities around the world. Um, and, you know, like, so let's say, like, let's say, for example, this podcast, we have an alternative, you know, we can do it like how we're doing it right now. Usually we invite guests to our studio. You know, I, I do a lot of teaching again, so I can teach online. But then I guess with, with yourself, uh, with your schedule, of course, you know, you can continue doing your recording in the studio and etc. But like with events and tours and so on, how, how have you like how have you adapted this year? Probably, I'm I'm guessing everything just came to a halt, right? So how 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 yeah, has that been for you? And because you're used to traveling, so you're just stuck now. Yeah, it it was a huge wake up call. I think the the one the one thing that really helps me a lot is that I don't do this full time. So I mm. don't do as many tours as like majority of artists that I know or friends of mine. So okay. it, it, it's, it's not as impactful as for me versus so many of my friends have struggled. I was speaking to my, my friend Omar Regan and, you know, this is his, his sort of, this is his work, his business, and he relies a yeah. lot on, on live performances. Then all my friends who are in like, you know, uh, complementary industries like sound engineers, uh, you know, people who are renting out equipment, renting out venues, Everything just ground to a halt, so you really feel for them. Uh, for me, it was it was more introspect introspective because my work here in, in South Africa carries on my, my, my kind of my day job. Yeah. But um, I was I was thinking about it last year. This time I, I launched my 25th anniversary uh, CD, and I had like about eight back-to-back -back shows in South Africa, and then I exactly in December I left for the UK, yeah. and I did 20 back-to-back -back shows in the UK. And subhanAllah, that's how I, I, I like, I, we ushered in 2020, the year, you know, because yeah. we, we finished the last show was on, I think, the 2nd of, or 1st of January. And like this year, if I think back now, like the entire world has changed, subhanAllah, Literally, compared yeah. to what it was last year this time. So it, it's good. I think it's, it's, it, it allows us to contemplate. It, uh, it, it has, you know, people say the new normal. And uh, like even like I was today's Juma, we were in the masjid, you know, separated by social distancing. And, you know, uh, it's I, I don't know, it's going to be a while before things return or maybe it may never go back to what it was. But yeah. subhanAllah, I think it all comes from Allah. You know, sometimes yeah. we think this COVID is like an, 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 like an entire new entity that has just entered our consciousness. But yeah. it's all from Allah. So we have to take it that you know, how do we respond? As Muslims, we have to look at it as a test and as a, maybe a correction in our behavior, a correction in our own internal um, sort of consciousness of ideology of what are we, what are we taking seriously in life? And mm. also, like our health, when things are gone, we appreciate them so much more. So I think, we, you know, we have to take benefit from it. Otherwise, it's, 
it just becomes a, a test or a struggle that becomes worthless in the end if we don't change something within ourselves. Mm, yeah, it's, it reminds me, you know, of uh, there's this famous saying uh, in, in Arabic, which is like, you know, when uh, a ni'mah, when it's, when it's lost, only then it's recognized. You know, you only recognize. It's basically what you're saying right now, right? You lose something and that's it. So I think there's a lot of, lot of even the small things in life that a lot of us are now actually end of 2020. We are appreciating uh, just the fact that you mentioned Jumu'ah going to the masjid. A lot of yes. us have realized, I think, this year with Ramadan that went and now with yeah. Jumu'ahs and everything, it's like everything has changed. You know, it's weird. Like, you know, who, who, you know, imagine if I told you last year, this is going to be the case, you know. I think we would have said no way. I don't think any one of us would have believed. <laughs> no, exactly. Uh, so it's 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 crazy, but you know, like you said, it everything is from Allah, and uh, inshallah, we can we can overcome this. Um, so I want to speak about you know you mentioned one thing, which is you did your you know you released a CD last year, twenty fifth and twenty fifth year anniversary, which is I mean when you think about it, you know, twenty five years, mashallah, it's it's not it's not uh, we're not talking you know a few years here and there, right? You know, mashallah, I'm. I'm I'm not even thirty yet, so I feel like, you know, I'm, I feel very very mashallah young right now when, when I hear that. But it's it's an amazing thing, you know. For me personally, growing up, I was listening to to the Zayn Bika Nasheeds. Many of us were, and I guess I, I think it's no exaggeration if we were to say that, you know, uh, someone like yourself definitely you were, uh, you know, leading the way when it came to Nasheeds, and you were, you know, perhaps someone who really. Um, opened the door for a lot of other artists today, um, inshallah. And you know, a lot of great stuff, lots of albums, lots of lots of different songs and nashees that you've released uh, throughout the last few decades, which is amazing in and of itself. But um, you know, one thing that I was that I was going to say is that, like, you know, f- firstly, mashallah, it's an amazing achievement, um, and the fact that you're still here and you're still releasing uh, lots of content. Um, what's you know what what has kept you going for so long you know i could imagine maybe some people they do it five ten years and then they think yeah that's that's perhaps it you know what for you like what is it that has kept you going kept you driven kept you wanting to put out nasheeds now of course that's you know it's kind of gone into you've gone into like kids as well you're doing things specifically for kids so like how's that how's that journey been i guess i know it's a lot to dwell on for 25 years worth but how has that been for you yeah, I think it's, it's, it's a very good question because I, I think when I look back at things, like it's, it's, it's not like one collective. It's just really a, an evolution of, of, of my journey as a, as a human being mm. because I write most of my own songs and I, I don't do this full time. So it's never been a, a, a job for me. It's never been a, a, um, like a career for me at all. It's just been a hobby. And I, I know it's evolved into into something bigger now with, uh, you know, with with the kids' songs, and uh, it has like a name, Zane Beaker Studios, which becomes like an official thing. But ultimately, it's just me as a human being. I always liked singing, and I always liked writing songs. And I would like to hope and pray that my songs would show my journey as a human being. So from my first songs, when you know they were like really simplistic and even in terms of the ideas, whether it was like give thanks to Allah or I remember your smile or the Eid song, it was all just my understanding as a young person, just thanking Allah and 
you know, singing these simple songs, A Way of Life, for example, you know, and then I went, you know, as, as I got uh, older, I started experiencing life a lot more. I started learning a lot more. I met amazing people as scholars. And then I wrote more. And, and that, that writing was, an, was a reflection of my growth. I would like to think that, inshallah. Yeah. But when I look back at, at, at the entire thing, I, I can't help but just be like, firstly, exceptionally grateful, you know, um, to Allah, because I think it comes from Allah. Anything good that we do like this, that we, we just do and we put it out there to the world. And subhanAllah, somebody in Malaysia or like another part of the world is listening. We, we could not have done that. We could, I, I no human mm. being can do that. It's only Allah. So we can't take ownership. It's like the voice that, that we're given. Like even the yeah. thoughts that we are given. Uh, the, 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 the talents that Allah gives us to write and to put together. The ability to do that all comes from Allah. It's only the shortfalls that... <laughs> the things that, that we, we falter and we fall and we make mistakes, that's we have to take full ownership. But everything good, alhamdulillah, we have to completely disown mm. and say that this is just from Allah. That I could never in my wildest dreams with all my, uh, you know, control and all my, you know, abilities, I would never be, have been able to do this. And I really firmly believe this. And then the, 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 the second part of it is just to try to, you know, remain true to the ultimate um, sort of like story because we, it's very easy to get caught up in this. Like I've been doing songs for 25 years and now I, yeah. I'm like a, you know, I'm an artist and now I can, I can carry on doing songs. But is that really my aim in life? Like Allah is not going to ask me how many albums have you done? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Allah is going to ask me, you know, what did you do with your time? Did you remember me? Did you pray? Did you become a better person? Did you lie? Did you cheat? Did you, did you, were you good to your fellow human beings? What was your character like? What was your akhlaq? You know, that, like all of this will mean nothing if I haven't changed. And I, I think as I get older, like because my art and my religion is bound together in an in a, in a artistic expression, it can be very foolish. Today, just today in Juma, the... You know, the Molana was saying that, you know, who is the bankrupt person who does all these good deeds? Mm. And I mean, of course, you, you're a scholar, you would know better than me. Like, but it's the one who does it for the wrong intentions to be seen by others. And then all of this just becomes a waste. And I remember myself in Dawood Warnsby, my, my good friend who, subhanAllah, has been doing these songs uh, just as long as me. You know, he said to me, he said, Zain, Allah doesn't speak about many professions in the Quran, but he speaks about the poets. Who, yeah. who wonder, who, who, who basically speak and write, but they don't practice on what they say. And they wander around the hills aimlessly. And except the ones who believe, you know, and, 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 you know, and do righteous deeds. But ultimately, that scares me. Whenever I come across that verse, it scares me yeah. the most because I pray that I am not one of those poets and that I have to change myself. So whilst 25 years seems so <clears throat> amazing, but... If at the end of it, even if it has benefited others, but if I myself have not benefited from this change, then I'm really the one who's lost, you know. And, and I think as I'm getting older, I'm reminded more and more of that, subhanAllah. Mm, yeah, no, that's, it's amazing to reflect, I guess, you know, for, for you even personally to reflect back on the journey. And like you said, one thing I like is that, you know, what you're saying is what you wanted to achieve is a reflection of your journey essentially right uh, as you have grown as a human being 
as as a Muslim, as whatever, you know, as a family man and so on. Like that obviously has reflected in your in your content and in, in your material, in your songs. So I think that that is definitely, uh, you know, and, and I think, you know, for, for even the audience, I think they can see that as well. Um, and then, of course, you mentioned the verse. I, I didn't actually think of it that way, you know. Surah Al-Shu'ara, there's an entire chapter, you know, in the Quran that's uh, that's named after the poets. Um, so that is that's a that's a very interesting way of of looking at it. And I guess you know a lot of people listening, you know, I'm sure most people listening aren't nasheed artists per se, right? But with it, I guess we can apply that any profession, any career, any field that you are in. Um, you know, what are you doing with it? Um, you know, is is it is it uh, something of benefit, something of value? I think we can apply this actually to to all round, right? Now, um, so I was going to ask. So, so now from these, from these twenty-five years. Normally, by the way, I like to ask questions. For example, like, you know, do, what's like the craziest moment, funniest moment? What's like one of the most memorable moments from the twenty-five years? I know it's kind of on the spot. I didn't, I didn't ask you to to think of this. But is there anything that comes to mind straight away, like from your travels and meeting people and performances? Um, I think in terms of memorable memorable moments, like traveling to West yeah. Africa, um, okay. you know, just recently, uh, uh, I mean, I, I traveled to West Africa before, yeah. uh, quite a few years ago, and I went to Ivory Coast, and it was, subhanAllah, amazing, because the people in, in Cote d'Ivoire don't speak English, but they mm. listen to my songs, and they try to get the gist of it, most of my songs are in English, and we did a, a Eid festival, it was so beautiful, people were singing along, and I felt yeah. really moved, and earlier this mm. year, uh, Mufti Menk, just before COVID, you know, sort of started, Mufti Menk and I went to Sierra Leone and I never yeah. imagined I would ever be going to Sierra Leone and I performed in front of a whole stadium full of people. Not not to see me, by the way, to see Mufti Menk, but <laughs> I was just tagging along. <laughs> but uh, subhanAllah, I, I think when I'm on stage in those moments, like even like when I, when I went to the UK in December last year and every show there were so many people and so many kids and all these kids are looking up at me and I'm singing, you know, the cotton candy sky or Allah yeah. made everything. And I, I think those moments for me, I really have to, even though it's been 25 years, I, I just, I have to pinch myself and say, how did Allah bring me here? You know, like <laughs> out of the, the most unworthy person that, you know, <laughs> how did Allah bring me here? And people are looking up at me and, you know, um, listening to, to words that I, um, that I sang and that I wrote. And, and people often ask me, like, you know, what's, what's your, like, process of writing? But I really can't explain it, you know, sometimes, I, and that's the other thing, like, because I don't have to write, mm. because I'm not, I'm not, it's not my work, it's just, it's just a hobby. So I, I'm under no obligation or no under, no um, sort of t- timelines or deadlines. So I just write as I evolve, you know, so sometimes a song will come, sometimes I won't write for a few years, and then there'll be, a, you know, a few songs coming together. So I really don't, uh, so it's very organic. And because it's organic, um, it's really how, what I'm going through as a person, why sometimes I notice something I, I, I see and it inspires me. And then subhanAllah, yeah. how it, it comes together, mm. it's almost like a miracle in itself, the way it just evolves. And then from, from not existing, the song doesn't exist to existing. And then today with technology, it's out so quickly throughout the world. And then somebody, you know, across the world can be listening. It's quite yeah. remarkable. In terms of funny moments, I think the funniest moments I have is with my friend Omar. Omar yeah. Regan, you know, he's a comedian and, and I, I love spending time with him because he, he makes me laugh. And he, he always, um, 
yeah, he, he ultimately always brings out the, the funny side of, of whatever's happening. So I have no idea. When I'm on stage with him, I have no idea what he's going to say or how <laughs> he's going to react. So most of the time, you know, I'm just, and, and I'm not that kind of a person. You know, I can't react like on the spot <laughs> like yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. So most of the time I'm just embarrassing myself and he's laughing at me. <laughs> so I've had, I've had such wonderful moments and I've had such amazing opportunities to be on stage with incredible people, subhanAllah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you know, one thing you said is that uh, when you, when, wherever you travel, of course, there's a lot of kids that are looking up to you, mashallah, uh, you know, singing along and, you know, it's, it's, it's an amazing, I guess it's an amazing feeling as well, especially when you see young children um, to see that, you know, in them. Um, a, couple, a couple of things that, that I, ha I wanted to actually ask, um, firstly, uh, which is on, on a more serious note, I guess, which is something that I've asked guests in the past as well. But I really feel like it's, it, I know it may be slightly, I don't know, uncomfortable to speak about, but it is very important, especially in the social media age, in the digital age, which is about, you know, being known as, you know, Zane Beaker, this world-renowned artist and dealing with, uh, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of pressures and everything else that may come with it, sometimes even criticism, right? But I'm talking more about the fame, if you want to call it, right? The popularity that may come with it. You know, you're being looked up to, people want to, you know, it's, it's, it's all about you, your name is the headline, and all of these things, you know, and especially with us as Muslims, you know, it's not like, I guess, the, the mainstream music industry where it's all about getting the platinum, it's all about getting the awards, it's all about number one on the charts and so on, right? It's all about the following. I guess it's, it's, it's a difficult one to balance because, of course, at the same time, we have the ikhlas and the sincerity side of things that we're trying to do things for the sake of Allah. So like, how has, again, I mean, 20 plus years, how has just that spiritual journey been for you? Um, and, you know, how, how have you kind of overcome that and managed to, to deal with that natural struggle that I guess anybody would go through? Yeah, and, and as you say, it is, it is very natural, you know, and I think, mm. I think the moment you underplay it, you may be in trouble. Mm. Like if you say it doesn't affect me or, you know, I'm beyond that or whatever. But yeah. I think the fact that you, you need to, you need to really realize that it's real. And, um, you know, someone told me, they said, Shaitan uh, affects us in so many different ways. And if Shaitan can't make you do something bad or, you know, can't inspire you, whisper, you know, then he, another route, he may, he may make you very happy with the little that you do, mm. just so that you don't do more of it. So, yeah. and I think the fact that we are all children of Adam, salam, we are all weak human beings, that we will, we are going to be, we face with struggle. And you know, in the beginning, it was very different because nobody saw us. Like 20 years ago, 25 years ago, I was making cassettes and yeah. people were listening to it in their cars or their homes on their tape recorders and they had no idea who I was and they never saw me. The stage, the stage has become the the most dangerous place because you are there on stage in a in a position of like influence and authority and people are looking up to you kids are looking up to you so it comes with a huge sense of responsibility and you know you mentioned something so interesting you said mainstream is what that's where that's where success is perceived that's where like mm. oh my god this guy is successful he's on a stage thousands of people are coming to see him or he's on social media and thousands of people are following him. But we know that's, that's not what success is at all. Mm. Success is ultimately standing before Allah and like 
on that day when either you have through Allah's mercy you know you you're going to receive your book of deeds in your right hand ultimately that is like if you get to Jannah that is the success so we know none of this is real and I think in my mind it's a struggle constantly because the more technically popular you get or famous you get whatever those things mean even though they it's not real it's just it's just fake, you know. I mean, it's it's mm. it's like this world. It's just it's just um, another layer of a fallacy, but it's just to keep understanding and keep realizing that, um, like sometimes poverty becomes a person's bigger struggle. Sometimes mm. wealth and fame and children are become become other your struggle, and that may leave. So we, we need to be constantly aware. So to answer your question. I mean, I, I, I'm like any other person. I mean, I, you face struggle. You, you, you sometimes can become egotistical. You, come, you sometimes can become, uh, you, you must fear arrogance. You must fear yeah. uh, to become, you know, thinking that you are better than everyone else. You've got to fear it constantly and remind yourself that you are nothing, really. If people knew who you were inside, they'd realize that, you know. So I think it's about keeping it real. The other big important thing that I think really helps is having the right people around you, your family. Mm. Because your family will, you know, will keep it real, inshallah. They'll, um, you know, they don't see Zayn Bika. They just see Zayn, like the, the guy who, you know, who's, you know, yeah. the very flawed human being. So to keep, to have your family and to make that real and to keep that real and to keep yourself grounded, it's very, very difficult and it never ends until, I think, until the end. You have to make sure that as your level of, the so-called popularity comes, you have, to, you have to be on guard to make sure that you remind yourself that you came from an insignificant drop, mm. that subhanAllah, you were nothing, capable of doing nothing. And uh, we are going to return to Allah and, uh, and none of this is going to matter. None of this is going to matter. All that's going to matter is ultimately what you did with your time that Allah gave you and did you remember Allah. And, and as I get older, it reminds me of a song of, a song of Dawood Warnsby's. Um, he wrote a song called The Truth That Lies Inside. And it's about us as, as, pop, as, as uh, public figures. Mm. And we put on these masks of our faith. And that's so dangerous because, you know, sometimes there's more honesty in singing about, you know, drugs and rock and roll and then living that lifestyle, at least you're honest about it. <laughs> yeah. But we're going on stage and we sing, subhanAllah, alhamdulillah, we're praising Allah. And if we don't live that, mm. then what are we? We just, we, you know, are we hypocrites, you know? So it's a constant struggle. And I would advise people to constantly just internalize who they are and, and, and mm. turn to Allah. Because only Allah can also help us, you know, um, with our own Nufus, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, that's some very important points. Like you said, I think um, it's it's natural and it's dangerous for anybody. You know, uh, I don't even think it's about having. Uh, it's, it's, nowadays, it's not even about having huge followings. You know, someone can make one video today and it's gone viral. They didn't even want it, and that's it. Now, all of a sudden, they're put on a pedestal, and now, you know, they they have attention. So I think nowadays with social media, and in fact, let's talk about that because you said. You know, there was a time, you know, maybe going back a decade or so, right? It's just all about cassettes, CDs. You know, I remember those days as well, right? Um, literally in the car, that's the chance you get to listen to Nasheeds or, or at home if you had, if you, had uh, you know, like a, a hi-fi system or something like this. <laughs> yeah. um, otherwise, really, things like even like YouTube and, 
you know, things like iTunes, it wasn't around then. And even social media platforms weren't really around then. Um, you know, we had internet, had probably had a basic website and so on. So like that, you know, what, what I think is interesting about yourself is that you've transitioned, I think, through all of it, where now you've landed yourself in this, you know, so-called millennial age, where, you know, you go back 20 years from when you first started your journey, things are very different. Nowadays, I can record something on my phone, press upload, and a song is available online, whereas you went through a different uh, process. So how have you uh, adapted to that, let's just say? Uh, firstly, that's my first question. How, you know, adapting to the world of social media, um, you know, you've got, you know, you've got kids yourself that I'm sure are now, at, you know, part of that generation, you know, this is just generation now. So how have you managed to adapt to that? And, um, you know, what's what's some of the differences that you've seen from that era? Because I think it, it was a different era, to be honest with you, 20 years ago, compared to this current era that we're living through. Hmm. Well, I, I think, I think, we, you know, we, we have to focus on the positives as well. I mean, yeah, with technology, it has allowed us to connect uh, we can have video calls with our family members. We can see them. I mean, yeah. if I just think about production alone, production of a song, like 20, 20 years ago, it, was, it, it required such a huge amount of investment in the right mm. physical equipment, you know. And now, as you say, tonight, it's like recording on, on your social media or whatever. I mean, this last, um, this last song that I, that I did with uh, this wonderful artist from the UK, Moad. Yeah. And um, I saw him on social media. I was like, wow, I really like the song <laughs> that he did. And I, I think I can add to it. So I, I messaged him. He said he'd love to do the collaboration with me. He sent me his parts. I added my parts here in South Africa. Yeah. I got a, a someone, a good friend of mine um, from Malaysia to do the percussion. And then I got my good friend Benami in Canada to do the backing vocals. And then I recorded some of my parts in Cape Town whilst my studio engineer in Johannesburg added with another backing vocalist that I work a lot with. Yeah. Uh, he added his parts and then I put it all together here and then I sent it for mixing and mastering back to Johannesburg. Yeah. So can you imagine <laughs> like 20 years ago, that would be, that would take months. And yeah, this was just yeah, like yeah. over a question of like, you know, a couple of weeks. So the technology has allowed us. And as you said, like in the past, to get a song out there, it would take a huge amount of effort. Because it would have to be a physical tape, like mm. going now. I mean, instantaneously, people can hear what you have to say. So as you say, subhanAllah, that is one of the, 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 the biggest advantages. I think the disadvantage is, and this I see a lot with, with, with young people, you know. I see a lot with young people that yeah. I think, as you say, and, and you're, right, you're absolutely right in saying that, that it's not only a, like a huge challenge for, for people who have thousands of followers or who are perceived as public figures. It's actually every person. There's, there's kids. I mean, in South Africa this year, you know, they reveal some statistics about anxiety, depression and suicide, mm. and especially amongst young people. And without a doubt, social media has played a huge role in the huge amount of statistics that have grown in yeah. those areas. And it's because we are so connected that firstly, children sometimes don't realize that their public persona is still them. They may mm. perceive it as somebody completely different. Like that's my sort of my, my public persona and this is me who I really am. So sometimes you, you, see, some, you, meet, you see someone's like pictures on social media, but when you meet them, they're very different. Yeah. And, and children see it that way. So they could be very different people. 
And then, of course, the human interaction was further compounded by COVID. So now mm. we, you know, we're all online. But I think also, like looking at it every day as a peek into other people's lives, every single day scrolling, and you're looking only at the highlight reels of everybody else, it can be damaging to your own soul because you're only, you're only seeing their perfection. Yeah. You're only seeing their, oh, this one is here, this one. And, and it's, it's, it's not true. So ultimately, it can also make people feel very inadequate and very alone, despite the, connect, the, you know, the connections everywhere. So I think it's a huge challenge. I think the world has changed. I don't know whether we can ever go back, subhanAllah. Yeah. And I don't know whether we can control it in a sense that, like, I, you know, we speak to many parents, like, do we, like, not give our children any social media? Do we stop them? Um, I think it's about education and keeping them close and then really slowly learning. But also definitely, especially when they're younger, put limitations in place because mm. um, it's a difficult world. I would not want to be a child today. It's really difficult because, yeah. you know, the cyberbullying, uh, you know, the, the, the depression, the effects of like just, uh, you know, being fine with who you are, with the way Allah made you. Mm. Allah made you so perfectly and now all of a sudden you are seeing images of others of what they are so-called perfection yeah. and you may not be that be that and then how do you cope with that mentally so it's, it's a difficult time I as a parent I worry a lot about my children as well and we all in the same challenge that we have to make them really accepting and loving themselves just the way Allah mm. made them <clears throat> yeah no I think the the point that you mentioned about I think it is it's it's a huge challenge anywhere you know even like when I saw the statistics even globally but in the West here with um, in the US and UK like the the number one uh, when they went when they did a survey and they asked you know kids you know not even teenagers what do you want to be when you grow up the number one response compared to doctor or engineer or academic whatever was I want to become a blogger I want to become a YouTuber. This was the number one response in UK and US from kids today. That their aspiration is, I just want to be, essentially, I want to become famous. Like I want to go viral and I want everybody to know me and I want to be online. And it's like, it's almost like, you know, I just, it's just easy. You know, like I don't want to, I don't want to work hard. Forget education, forget everything. I just want to, I just want to make some videos and, and review some games and that's it. That's my life, which is, you know, I mean, what, I mean, if it happens, okay, khair, you know, what, what can we, what can we do? Alhamdulillah, you know, in, in, in some of these things, there's actually a lot of good that you can do online. But, you know, for, for that amount of youngsters to aspire just to become that, I think it just really reflects where we are today uh, in the world, which um, is, is, is pretty crazy. Um, one and thing and, and which exactly is, what you say, yeah, because that's what they see success nowadays. I mean, yeah. as you say, maybe when we were, when I, sorry, not we used to very young, when I was younger, we used to see a, a doctor and, mm. you know, maybe aspire towards that because that was like, you know, the, the essence of success and wealth and, yeah. and influence, you know, and, and making a difference. But you're right, young people are seeing young people on like gamers for like mm. in their early 20s and they perceived as being successful. And I mean, firstly, young people don't realize the amount of work that goes into that, that yeah. this person is not just like, you know, doing it on the side, like the, firstly, they put they putting like 12, you know, 12 hours a day, you know, eight to 12 yeah. hours a day into this. But beyond that, it's again, I was having this very conversation with my with my with my one of my sons the other day, because he was like, uh, you know, 
I really like this this gamer and I think he's doing well. And I was like, yeah, but you've got to ask yourself, is Allah going to be pleased with this? You know, like, I mean, mm. are you making a difference in the life of someone else? And he was like, yeah, but this particular guy gives his money away and he, you know, he does this. So it was good because he was engaging. And as yeah. you say, I mean, you can use your platform in a, in a good way. But I think it's just the level of, um, the level of, what's the word, importance of placed on these things have become so skewed mm. that now our young people and even us, we're placing so much importance on these things that I think it requires a bit of an adjustment. Yeah, you know, one positive is another positive uh, we could say from social media is like, for example, like for me, even personally, like going online and seeing, mashallah, like, uh, because now you get to see people from all across the world, what they're doing. And one thing I've realized is, mashallah, there's a lot of talent in the Muslim community. Like I'm talking now, you go on Instagram or Twitter and you will see like the work being showcased, you know, calligraphy artists, even nasheed artists, poets, creative writers, you know, designers. And I'm seeing a lot of it now. And, and I'm not saying it wasn't there before, but because of the technology we have, it's easier now not only to uh, perhaps get, it, get, get into these things, learn these things, but also to showcase your work. And um, someone like yourself, um, who has been in this, uh, you know, uh, creative, we could call it, right? Because uh, it, it is, it is, it is uh, you know, a form of creativity, poetry and these things, right? Um, so, and someone who's been doing that for a, for a fairly long time now, even before like this digital age, um, how important do you think it is for young Muslims today to also connect with their creative side? Which for me personally, looking around me, yes, mashallah, there's a lot of creativity out there. At the same time, I feel like because of the internet, gaming, you know, distractions, like it also is kind of killing the creative side of a lot of young Muslims as well, because they're just so reliant on other things now. So, you know, someone who's seen that and now is, you know, your parent, yourself, mashallah, and you're seeing the kids around you now, um, like what are your thoughts on just the importance of creativity as Muslims, uh, especially? I think it's a great question. I think it, it is very important. I think if Allah has given you something that you really enjoy, that really makes you happy, mm. and you can combine that happiness with also contributing in a positive way, because we could easily use these talents, we could easily use these mediums in a very harmful, destructive way for ourselves and for others. So it's mm. about being responsible with, with, with it. But and I think there's no greater disservice is if you have been given something and you don't pursue it and you don't mm. utilize those gifts and you don't, you know, try to celebrate it as a ni'mah from Allah, then I think you may always feel in your heart like unfulfilled in some way. Mm. So you are right. I mean, and there's people who are doing it at multiple different levels. There's so many people who are learning, as you say, from pottery to calligraphy to singing to making videos, whatever the case may be. But I think personally, there has to be that element of responsibility towards you know, using it and making you happy, but of course, a fine balance between being responsible to the people that you are presenting it to. Mm. And then secondly, just like looking at your expectation, I think one of the biggest um, sort of blessings that I've had is I've always had zero expectation on anything that I've ever done. So I, I love making songs. Like I really love making songs and I really love making videos, but I have very little expectation. So, and, I, and, and just because... I, I like, for example, even if nobody listened, I would still love to do it yeah. because 
I love it. I love, I love making a song and just listening to it in my car, even though I, I did it. But uh, so creativity is important. Do it responsibly. But even when you do it, make sure that you do it for the right reasons. And that's why I think the first hadith is, is that every, all of our actions will be based on our intentions is because every, that's the cornerstone. If we, if we have incorrect intentions or we have unrealistic expectations, we are going to be disappointed in the end. And even though it, it's something that may have made us happy making or doing or presenting, but if we feel, like you said, oh man, I just want to be famous. This is not getting so many hits. Uh, why don't I have so many followers? There's always going to be somebody more popular yeah. in, in today's world. There's cats that have more popular accounts than you. <laughs> so don't, don't so be true. so hard on yourself. You know, Just do something because you love it. Yeah. And eliminate all your expectations. Because remember... Allah only expects us to use what he's given us in a beautiful way, in a good way for ourselves and for others. And then the result is left to Allah, really. I mean, mm. we shouldn't be obsessed about it, about a number on a screen, like followers and views. It, mm. it's, it's not important. The important thing is doing something that you love with what Allah has given you in a responsible way. You know, And, and I think that will give you also longevity. Because yeah. imagine you keep doing something and... You're saying, okay, it's for Allah, but in your mind you have these expectations and every time, you know, it's not as good as the previous one or as good as somebody else, it's going to be demoralizing. Mm -hmm. So just really, and it's difficult because especially if you have some level of success or perceived success, it's just about keeping our own intentions pure and, and really keeping our expectations low because none of this matters. You know, if one child listens to my song, I'll be happy, you know, alhamdulillah. Yeah, alhamdulillah. No, I think, uh, you know, I, I, I love what you mentioned about just enjoying the process as well. I think a lot of us, we get too caught up in the, the, the figures, uh, so to speak, that we just don't, you just don't do it because you enjoy painting, you enjoy writing, you just enjoy making a video. I think that's so important, honestly, uh, so, so important in this. I, in you this, know, I, uh, sorry to interrupt you, I love what yeah. you just said. You, you're right, beyond the expectation, beyond using responsibility, you're right. Because sometimes in that process, it's such a beautiful thing. And that's what, like, you just feel, that's why I was made to do this, you know. Yeah. I have, I, I love, I love making it, whether it's like, you know, uh, Ibru, you know, this, this, this artistic Turkish, you know, paintings or whatever you want to do, calligraphy, whatever. Like sometimes when I'm in the studio, actually most times when I'm in the studio alone recording, I am the happiest person because it's just a process yeah. that I love. So you're right. Forget about the outcome. Appreciate the process as well. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, no, that's amazing. Uh, I guess, you know, since we're coming to the end, my, my last question for you is, so, you know, what's, what's next, I guess, for, for Zayn Bika? Uh, you know, alhamdulillah, 25 plus years. Um, is there anything different that you're working on? Is there anything new that you're working on? Uh, what what can we inshallah uh, you know expect to see um, uh, in in the coming months or years? Well, inshallah, you know, I pray that I have become a lot more selective. I mean, I just feel as I'm getting older, mm. I, I I'm not constantly on this treadmill of like, you know, having to churn out songs and albums. Yeah, so I yeah. have become a lot more selective. Um, I do I do pray that Allah gives me the opportunity to to write more songs and, you know, I just love the process of creating and and. I have got a more 
lean lean towards children's songs at the moment so yeah. i have been writing a lot more children like young kids kids you know songs i wrote a song called sleepy time recently and it's for for really it's to help put kids to sleep and uh, nice. you know so i'm enjoying that process but i'm also i've also you know to co co continue writing i'm here based in cape town and and there's a there's many many disadvantaged uh, you know schools in really difficult areas so mm. I'm working on creativity programs with them, as you mentioned earlier, trying to mm. encourage people because sometimes that may be the only outlet that a child has. Yeah. He may not be academic in, you know, in, in like sort of standard terms, but he may have or he or, he or she may have like a creative outlet. So I, 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 I love to be involved in schools like that. So I have been working with local schools in some tough areas and like putting on plays is, is something that I also enjoy. So taking kids from these difficult environments and getting them to sing and getting them to act and tell stories about amazing people, you know, so that kind of thing. And just to continue being in this creative space that I just feel I love and I've, I, I can contribute and that I'm, I'm enjoying. And all the while, inshallah, just trying to remain true and grow as a human being. I have, uh, I have some started a lot more studying online and um, you know, just trying to just trying to sort of purify myself as well. So mm. learn as well, inshallah. Do my best. You know, we have to. We get into an age now. We have to start thinking about, you know, the life to come. Subhanallah. Yeah, yeah, mashallah. No, that's amazing. And uh, yeah, it all sounds exciting. Uh, all of the projects that you're working on, and you know, we wish you all the best. And inshallah, when when things do settle down, it'd be amazing to see you back in the in the UK. Welcome you, hopefully maybe one day to our studio as well. Um, but honestly, Brother Zain, Jazakallah Khair, so much thank you for, for joining us. It's been a pleasure speaking to you. I've learned a lot uh, and it's been, it's been fascinating just to hear about your journey up until, up until now. Um, so yeah, once again, thank you. It's, it's been an absolute pleasure for you to join us. Jazakallah khair. Uh, thank you so much, Sabir. I really, really loved it. And I, and I actually enjoyed also just talking informally like this. So uh, yeah. it's been a good first try at, <laughs> at the podcast. And I, I thank you for, for inviting me. And may Allah bless you and accept all your endeavors, inshallah. I mean, thank you. And thank you so much to all our viewers and listeners for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this Imfi podcast episode with Brother Zain Bika all the way from Cape Town, South Africa. Uh, do keep an eye out on his upcoming projects and keep an eye out for future uh, podcasts that inshallah we at Ilmfeed will be putting out with different guests from all across the world uh, and from myself Shabir, from Brother Zain, that is all we have time for but we will uh, see you once again hopefully very very soon. Take care of yourselves, keep safe. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.